Hey there, I'm Andrew Baxter, and this is the podcast Knowing the Unknown, a show that talks about urban legends, conspiracy theories, myths, and the secrets of the world. Welcome to another episode of Knowing the Unknown. I'm your co-host, Andrew Baxter, and with me always is my neba to the Knezer. Kenny Soto, what's going on, guys? What up, Kenny? What's up, man? Oh, not much, bro. Just, uh, you know, living life, having some fun, playing some games. That sounds... What about you? That sounds exactly like what I'm doing. Um, well, go I figure. Can... I mean, I play games with, like, my best fucking friend, like, every other day lately. <laughs> yeah, man, work's been crazy. Um, we're definitely very short-staffed right now, so... You too? People... Yeah, very, very short-staffed. Um uh, do you hear about these this Chinese rocket? Yo, man, they've been talking about that shit for like two weeks now. Well, apparently the reentry window is like tonight. Like they said, between nine and eleven tonight. And when I say tonight, I mean uh, Saturday the the eighth. <clears throat> um, that it's supposed to to land. It's projected to land somewhere in the Mediterranean basin, which is, I guess, the body of water over there. Um, and that was updated at five o'clock this afternoon so how do they i wonder how they they determine where it's going to land well computer projections they they go with how fast it's going uh how you know whatever else actually you can look um i mean obviously not right now because when i post this it'll be too late but you can actually i'm actually literally looking at a scene right now uh that tells me 23 tons 10 stories tall it's traveling at 18,000 miles per hour um, you can just you know do a formula, and you can. So why don't we out... just obliterate it already? Like, why can't, can't we shoot it down? Armageddon style. So apparently, there was an announcement that they have the capabilities of shooting it down, but they won't. Be right now, um, it, it could land over land or do more damage with land. But their hopes is, is that oh. most of it'll burn up when it re-enters. And land in the thing. I mean, but there's actually um. Why not just shoot it? It blows up into a bunch of smaller pieces. I feel like smaller bits will burn up as they're falling, right? I mean, what yeah. is this shit made out of? Aluminum? Well, bro, I doubt it. But I, I don't know what it's made out of. I have no idea. Like the first thing to do with the rocket, you know what I mean? But <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I say blast it. Wait till it's in the atmosphere so that. <laughs> Allergens have been terrible down here. I am choking on my own spit, and I'm sorry. But it's fucking Texas, and we're leading into summertime, so this is what we live with. But I mean, like, as it's entering the atmosphere on its way and blasted with a couple of missiles or one or two or whatever, I feel like the smaller bits safer. Yeah. So the main problem, though, is you know blowing it up. You'd have to aim perfectly in order Do to you? hit it. I mean, can't you just program a computer to track it and fire it off? Oh, but the thing's traveling at eighteen thousand miles per hour. Like it, it would be really hard to blow that thing up. Ah, uh, if it's that hard to blow it up, then are we really the greatest country in the world? I mean, granted, it is massive. It's ninety-eight feet long. Sixteen. That's a, and a fucking feet skyscraper wide. falling out of the sky. <laughs> The thing weighs 21 metric tons. So, um, 
yeah. mean, if we're supposed to be able to shoot another missile down as a self-defense from intercontinental ballistic missiles, I feel like we should be able to shoot down a falling skyscraper. <laughs> you would think, wouldn't you? Unless it's all been lies. Um, no, the missile, I think, is real. Um, why they won't shoot down the missile or whatever else, I understand. You don't want to fall out. You don't, you're not sure. Maybe the safest well, why are we, getting, we don't have to use nuclear weapons for fallout. No, but I mean, if you think about it, uh, the Earth is 70% water, 30% land. So you've got a 30% chance that it's going to hit over land, which is still kind of high, you know, when we're talking about a a 100-foot-long rocket landing somewhere. It's going to do damage. It's going to do a, a large area of damage. But... Uh, I mean, haven't know, we already fucked up the oceans enough? <laughs> All right. Not even just the oceans, but even our lands. Oh, speaking of messing up our lands, moving on to the next current event. Um, this was actually from four hours ago today that there was a cyber attack that forced a shutdown of one of the top U.S. pipelines. And it's actually the one that carries jet fuel from Texas uh, up the East Coast to New York. Yeah, who gives a fuck about New York? <laughs> so another cyber attack uh, again. <laughs> you want to know what else is messing up our land? What? Apparently, uh, Texas, uh, what do they call it? Iraq or Iraq or Iraq. The, the, the fucking power company in Texas basically said, yo, expect blackouts during the summertime if we use too much power. Oh, God, another power. You know what? That doesn't make any fucking sense because my entire fucking life, we've never had a power problem in Texas during the summertime. Or now we're going to. First it was gonna first it was too cold, now it's gonna be too hot. Yeah, they're saying that um was it two thousand nineteen or two thousand twenty? We had uh more people moved to Texas than ever before, so we got all these extra people here. And all I think is who the fuck is running the show at the power plant that isn't like, Oh look, <clears throat> we're having an increase in usage. Let's build another fucking plant. Let's increase our output. You know, if you think about it, you act, it, it, that's actually true. The, the last statement of a lot of people moving to Texas. It was just with yeah, why isn't our system, um, our infrastructure expanding to meet the demand? Like Elon Musk is rebuilding, is down there in Brownsville. Building a whole fucking city. Yeah, in Brownsville. Um, 50 Cent just moved to Houston. Uh, what is now it, you got Joe? all these jerk-offs with uh, electric cars everywhere. Sucking up all the juice from the grid now. Was it Joe Rogan and Dave Chappelle are moving up there to Austin? And yeah, yeah, like, they're, they're California. Make, they're making Austin into California now. All these people are moving to Texas. Maybe. Do you think it's because of all the fires and everything that are happening? Or do you think it's because they fucked up their state and they're trying to get out? And they said, "Oh, look, it's uh, it's easy living in Texas because they're doing it right. Let's move over there." Maybe. They better not fuck it up. I swear to God, they better not fuck it up. <laughs> we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> All right, so this week, me and Kenny are continuing, and we're probably in the last segment of our alien uh, segments. That was good choice of words there. But this one that we're going to do today, strap in, um, strap yourselves in, or wherever you're watching or listening to this, because it's going to be a long one. It's a doozy. A lot of information out there, because in my opinion, 
this was probably the most fun research of the alien races that I've done. Kenny? Well, <clears throat> I don't know if you want to call them aliens because some people call them gods. Oh, what, which, and which one are we talking about, Kenny? So, so you know, like there was uh, the Egyptians, right? Like yeah. they're, they're considered widely as the first civilization, right? The first ones with written text and all that crap, right? Yes. Well, what if I told you there was uh, there were some people before then? Let's say uh, Babylonians, right? Weren't they before the Egyptians? Babylonians were. And they had written text. Yes, they did. But you want to know where they got it from? Where? Somebody that's been around longer than them. The Sumerians. The Sumerians. Wasn't their written text, though, uh, in comparison to the Egyptians? Egyptians use hieroglyphics, but the Sumerians use something called cuneiform. Cuneiform. Right? Uh, I mean, at least that's in my research. That's what I learned. I mean, Um, honest to God. I'll go with how you pronounce it because there is, I am terrible at pronouncing half these fucking words. <laughs> so what cuneiform is, was a logo syllabic script. Uh, and it was used to write several different languages of the ancient Near East, which would be Babylon and uh, Sumeria and all those other places. And this was like during the Bronze was Age. It? All those other places? <laughs> you know, didn't name any other ones. <laughs> like Babylon, Sumeria, um, God, you want me to, like ancient Iraq, Iran, those areas, ancient Mesopotamia area, okay, um, which is modern Iraq. So they would use these uh, these slabs of stone or whatever, rock, rock stone, and they would actually uh, wedge these impressions into them which was like Latin cunis uh, to form the signs. You could actually probably read it um, as like Braille, actually, like an old, old, old Braille type. All right, but that's the language. All right, moving on. So um, <clears throat> the Sumerians, uh, they, they predate pretty much everybody. They came out with the written language first. They developed mathematics before everybody else. They um, developed um, agriculture. Um, their, their small settlements grew into large, sprawling cities. And um, they also had their own tale of um, the creation story. The story of man's creation? Uh, actually, there's a couple of stories they got going on. Mm. <clears throat> so, yes. Uh, fucking hey man <laughs> so i guess my allergy pills are finally wearing off anyway um so <clears throat> creation story you want to talk about the creation of earth have you did you read into that yeah i've read into it so you hear about a, a planet called tiamat yes and what was the other one called ball ball was it ball uh there was another one i know that was called oh god what was it well, i think maybe- it was it was um, Jesus Nibiru. No, 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 no. That's the third planet. Okay, but there was Tiamat, and then there was another planet. Obviously, my uh, cohort forgot the name. I think it was Ball or Bali or some shit. Anyway, the story goes that these planets uh, they had a different orbit than where Earth is, like way out of the way, and they smashed into each other. 
one of the planets swallowed up most of the other one and earth is formed by this and it kind of like the debris basically fall into their pattern earth and the moon are formed uh the moon is actually uh, one of them is the remnant of tiamat and the other one is basically the remnant of the other one and uh T um i think it's uh earth became tiamat because it incorporated like after they smashed together, it gathered up like 50% of the mass of the uh, original planet. And what was left became the moon. That's their version of what happened. Right. And that's the creation of the Earth. Of the Earth. Of the Earth. <clears throat> of the Earth. Of the Earth. So then now. these... Okay, keep going. Yeah, your turn. So after the, the Earth is created, um, from what I've read, uh, the Anunnaki lived on a different planet and their main source of uh, uh not main source but one of their main resources that they would use was gold am i right kenny gold they would use gold um and i don't know the specifics of it because i'm not a chemist but right. i know that the properties of gold um had something to do with it was like great against radiation and it's really good conductor Right. So their planet was actually running out. So they were sent out on missions to go and find more of gold resources throughout the galaxy. And hence they came to Earth. And this took place around 445,000 years ago. Right. Long time ago. So before so, everybody. Right. And so one of the main places that the Anunnaki is said to have set up in the beginning was. Uh, ancient Sumeria or Mesopotamia in the time frame. And the Sumerian civilization devel developed on the Persian Gulf uh, and it, it grew to, to top strength, the civilization, around 4,000, 3,000 BC. Um, now what is BC exactly? Before Christ. Wow. Um, and it actually had extended out even further uh, to where half of it actually even became Babylon eventually. But the Greeks had named that region Mesopotamia, which, which roughly translates the land between two rivers. Um, and that became modern Iraq, which is interesting when you think about it, that we just got out of a war with Iraq and we're still trying to get out of there. But yeah. Anyways, Anunnaki, what we're going to be talking about today, which also means those of royal blood. Yes. So, so during their search for gold, they actually, um, did you know they actually uh, supposedly set up outposts on the moon and on Mars? And they were used as kind of staging points for when they reached, when they finally realized the Earth had what they were looking for. Um, I've heard of mo the moon being a, a way station. I have yeah. heard of that. Right. Like a, like a, you know, like a jumping point, you know? Right. So the way I understand this, is um they got here, they decided oh they have what we want here, they they started working and I think they were in a caste system if I remember right. Mm, yes, um because the first Sumerian ruler of historical record was a guy named Itana, so there there obviously was a caste system if they had a ruler in historical record. Right. So when the Sumerians got or when the Anunnaki got here, they started mining. But I remember, if I remember right, uh, like the the workers basically got fed up with the work, and uh, they started throwing a bitch, <clears throat> you know, making an uproar. Hey, come on, 
we're, we're tired of doing all the work and we don't want to do this no more. And uh, they, I heard that supposedly there was a battle. Uh, they kind of fought back, you know, like kind of like a revolt almost. And then the, the guys on top, the the gods, if you will, the ones in charge, they said, all right, all right, all right, all right. we got this. How about we <clears throat> do some uh, genetic manipulation of, uh, 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 let's see, what do we got options of? Oh, Homo erectus over there. And uh, we splice the genes with our blood and uh, we can create um, uh, basically a native of the planet and we can use it as slave labor. Now, that's one version of how mankind came to be. Let me give let me uh, uh, chime in here for a second, because I also found a lot about that, too. And the Anunnaki apparently were had another war a long time ago with one of those other planets that you were mentioning and enslaved their people and brought those slaves with them here on earth. And those were the slaves that are originally revolted from the other planet. The Anunnaki killed them all and created their own slaves. Like you said, out of humans. Um, so uh, the, what you're saying is the same research that I found as well. Just a slightly different perspective. Humans ended up as the slaves in the end. We got that. <laughs> So we either have the, and that would actually explain the jump because it sounds more like if humans came from another planet, right? Right. And um, they were brought over here as slave labor. And um, during that time period, Mesopotamia was lush. It was. It was. And Very fertile, lush. right? Very lush and fertile, right? We had all, had all, the, great, all the great things that you would need to, uh, to be a um, Garden of Eden. Ancient Sumeria, to this day, to this very day, is still known as the most agriculturally rich place ever. And to call it the location of Garden of Eden from the Bible stories and all that other stuff, I'd agree with that. That's probably where the Garden of Eden was. So, I mean, if they brought the slaves over here and they dropped them off in this area, that would be like the creation of the first man being brought to Garden of Eden. Mm, yes, I could see that. Or if um, they did do genetic manip manipulation and create mankind, that would also fall in line with uh, Genesis 1-26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have domain over the fish and uh, of the sea. Uh, yeah, and that man was created in the garden. Right. So we already are starting to see some similarities when you look at, um, I don't mean to be like, oh, look at the Bible, blah, blah, blah. Come on, man. This is the right time period. <clears throat> uh, so, yes. It's so true. It is. The, um, the Sumerians, they, 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 they had like everything working for them. So they, they did their work. They dug up the gold. They did what they were told. They had uh, prosperity. They were given all kinds of knowledge and all kinds of things that they would need to be basically the best people they can be. On top of that, you also have uh, the Anunnaki, who, which we didn't tell you in the beginning, but I guess I should fill that in right now. Now, the Anunnaki do have a likeness of what we look like based off the descriptions in the old tablets. They um, basically look like nine foot massive versions of us. And by massive, I don't mean fat. I mean hulking, strong versions of us. You're talking about uh, the Anunnaki gods? 
Yes. Okay. Oh, I thought you were going to chime no, in. No, 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 no. I'm, 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 I, I wasn't sure if you were talking about the gods or if you went into the no. Nephilims. No, no, the gods. The okay. gods were big and strong people, like race, right? Right. <clears throat> now, where did the gods come from? Well, <clears throat> uh, I know that Anunnaki is a phrase um, that is apparently supposed to be from the deities or the gods uh, that come from the old god of the sky, and his name was Anu. Uh, apparently that their leader was named Anu, and then his wife was named uh, Aki, so they put it together and went Anunnaki, from what I've read. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, um, and what's crazy is that uh, I'm trying to piece together, and I I know we go down this road a lot, um, especially when we talk about you know, aliens and, and the Bible and religion and all that other stuff. And there is written texts, not just in the Bible, but Sumerian tablets um, about a garden. It, and it was called Eden. In a way, it was called Eden. Um there's also a lot of mentions of of the Anunnaki, the Watchers is another one. Um, Are you talking about the Book of Enoch now? I am talking about the Book of Enoch. And the Book of Enoch is uh, a book that is an ancient Jewish religious work. Um, and it's closely tied to Noah, if you, don't, if you know the story of Noah. Yeah, one of Noah's ancestors is the guy that wrote it. Yeah, and uh, Noah was in charge of saving all the world's animals, if you didn't know. But he was also the great-great-grandfather, or the great-grandfather, not great-great-great-grandfather of the guy who wrote the Book of Enoch. Um, but inside that book, you know, th there's a lot of other things, um, like the Watchers, Nephilims. Um, and if you don't know who the Watchers are, it's pretty much these angels, uh, Azazel, Raphael, Gabriel, you know, all those angels' names. And um, this book, though, along with many other books, uh, are not in the Bible. These are the missing pages of the Bible. And the reason why they're missing is because the text went against what the church was trying to tell people for centuries. Um, that's pretty much what I got when I was trying to read some of this stuff. And... When I when I talk about some of this stuff, um, everyone knows who listens to this because we talk about it all the time is that I'm a believer, but I also believe that the Bible has been messed with by the church. And if there are missing texts in the Bible that mention Anunnaki's, that mention Nephilim, that mention um, some other things uh, that go against the church's belief, then is it out of the realm of the possibility that something like this could occur, could happen? No. And when I tried to piece together some of the things between the Sumerian tablets, between the Bible, some of it made sense. For example, um, Kenny, did you know that their planet actually comes in line with or really close to our planet every some odd years? Oh, is it like three or 5,000 years? And their planet's called Nibiru. And um, apparently um, the That's Sumerians it. knew about uh, about five planets in the solar system. And then they also knew about Nibiru. 
So one of the things that I read and gathered, not, not, we're not just talking about the garden of Eden here, you know, being in Mesopotamia. Another thing that I read was whenever that planet comes close, it fucks with the gravitational pull and the weather and all that so badly that it, it could flood the earth. Well, in the Bible, there was a flood and they had Noah get all those animals and save them. Or, let's go back another 6,000 or whatever, how many other years where it came, there was another flood. And then there was a great, what was it? The, the, the Arctic freeze, whatever, what was it called? The frozen, you know what I'm talking about? The ice age, the ice age. All right. There, there, another one. So it, it's possible. It's, it's not out of the realm of, of being far fetched. And that it, to me, it seemed a little bit more, um, too close for comfort in my opinion that there's a lot of uh a lot of similarities and it's not just in books of the bible that are missing there's also books in the bible that are that are actually in the bible that actually mention things like for instance in the king james bible genesis 6 chapter or genesis chapter 6 verse 4 there were giants in the earth in those days there's one <clears throat> the giants actually ended up cross were the product of angels, which if you want to say um, the Anunnaki king would have been God, right? Uh, yeah. Like similarity wise. Okay. So yeah. the the kings are the ruling class. He would have had, uh, well, what did you call him? Do you call, you had a name for him. Anu, he would have been God. And um, uh, what, how did you say her name? Naki. Naki. So she would have been what? Part of God, maybe the Holy Ghost, his wife, his wife. <clears throat> so we had a God, and then the the Anunnaki that were um, the representatives. You know what I mean? Like the people that like the members of the uh, of the Anunnaki that were here running the operation. They would have been the angels, and had well, they would have looked like angels to mankind had they been bigger than us coming down in spaceships and shit. So if they came down and they fucked humans. And that's how we end up with the Nephilim, which were the giants. Because in the Bible, the angels uh, crossbred with humankind when they weren't supposed to. And <laughs> that's how we got uh, the Nephilim in the Bible. <laughs> let me read this for you. Let me let me finish that that chapter real quick. And you're going to you're really going to like you're going to laugh. Here you go. You ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that. When the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. So it says in the Bible that the sons of God had sex with the daughters of men. Right. So we had giants and we had mighty men, right? Right. All would have been Nephilim. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so giants were being born, and it says it in the Bible. So the way I see that is um, they, may not, they may not have all been physically giants, but they probably were more powerful than the average man. So let's say at the time period, what the average man was probably what, like five, eight, five, nine. Yeah. I, I so would you consider a seven foot tall person uh, a giant? I mean, I know a seven foot tall, tall man next to me is a fucking giant, but I'm five foot two. I would consider a seven foot guy tall, a giant. I would say a giant. So, Later on down the line, uh, say a few generations, a few thousand years down the line, 
would Hercules be considered a Nephilim? I would. I would consider Hercules a Nephilim. There's other Greeks that... Um, like Achilles. Achilles. Oh, what about Tartarus? the gods in general? Um, yeah. Even like, Norse. Like, like Zeus, Ares, um, whoever else, so fucking Apollo. All of them. All of them, dude. Across all the pantheons where the gods basically look like men. Um, just to go off of that and everything with that, what we're talking about is Anunnaki's in Mesopotamia. But then you have giants in Greek texts like Hercules and everything that Kenny said. The Norse even have a myth where there's an entire land of giants called Jotunheim. Yeah. Um, so what if Jotunheim is uh, Nibiru, which is the homeworld of these uh, Anunnaki? Maybe. I mean... That, that, that actually kind of makes some fucking sense. I didn't even think about it. It's it's possible. I mean, I even... Here we go, bro. Check even, it out. The Nibiru, with these giants, and um, mankind over in the... Well, mankind over in these fucking frozen wastelands. What if they got tired and they revolted? I mean, because they would have had weapons, swords and weapons, because even if you look in the Bible or, or the Book of Enoch, you know how you talked about the Watchers and the Nephilim being made, right? Right. Well, the giants also went on rampages and were killing mankind and started eating them and cannibalizing each other. And it's written in the book. So one of the angels that refused to do this, um, you know, take part in the ass eating and all that of uh, the fellow <laughs> mankind. Okay. Okay. He actually went to mankind and taught man how to make armor and weapons. All right. So that we could defend ourselves from the Nephilim. Okay. I'm, but I'm later trying. on, he, yeah. So, but later on, he ends up getting ridiculed and shitted on by the other angels and God because mankind eventually turned those swords on each other. But besides that, um, he gets blamed and gets shitted on while the other angels basically got away with raping uh, women. So <clears throat> if he had taught, let's say, Norsemen to, to fight and defend themselves and how to make their weapons, then the whole shit about going on and fighting giants and all that was because they revolted. And fought back. Yeah. And more than likely, um, if you look at some of the descriptions of what Nibiru was like, it is more like Mesopotamia, where it was hot and tropical kind of areas. And they were up in frozen tundra, and men had been living there already, right? Because we're captives and we were forced to. So they would have already been adjusted. So they would mm -hmm. have stood a chance using the, uh, the the environment. Okay. I mean, unless the Anunnaki decided to use their lasers and spaceships and nuclear weapons, because apparently that's how they blew up their own fucking planet, according to the Sumerians, that there was a big war on their planet, and uh, they used enough nuclear weapons that they punched a hole in their atmosphere and their planet was dying. Yeah. I, I saw that. And um, they were dying because of the minerals. The, yeah, they, they couldn't they, sustain themselves. Yeah, they just destroyed their planet. Maybe maybe they came here originally to take all of our resources, but 
maybe also to nope it's just to take our resources <laughs> yeah so they obviously conquered some other planet killed everybody off took what was left brought them here turned them into slaves right that's the yeah. that's the idea all right and, and then you... uh, maybe their planet was heading back out to the outer reaches of the solar system so um maybe they packed up the, the majority of them probably packed up went back home with whatever they had already mined to try to fix their planet and left and they probably left behind a few of their people and that's how we ended up with the AK, the, the the gods of all these different pantheons the royal bloodline right see and you you, you got to think about it from this aspect of of what me and Kenny are trying to say if ancient sumeria had just been the agricultural center or the agricultural um, um, icons of the world that had been all fine and dandy, but it wasn't just agriculture. Kenny's talking about weapons. Kenny was also talking about um, their technological advances, uh, about you know their buildings. Uh, somebody had to have taught these people. And here's here's something else. Think about think about the time frame of of the Sumerians. Okay, did you know that the Sumerians were actually the first that divided? Uh, space and time by the units of six. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, what I mean by that is the modern division of a whole year being into 12 months, 24 hours a day, 60 minutes, 60 seconds, a circle being 360 degrees, each one being composed of 60 minutes and 60 seconds of an arc. These are Man, all being made of carbon. <laughs> These are all Sumerian developments. This all came from Sumeria. How the how would an ancient civilization know one to divide space and time, but to do it by the unit of six? Let it know what. And I don't want to take it away from us that we're not we're stupid, but come on, man. How did we go from maybe using primitive weapons to building cities and dividing time and space? So we're not talking about just agriculture. You're talking about astronomical observations. We're talking about. Uh, numbers we're talking about just everything even sophisticated record keeping languages just five how many did you say five languages six languages something like that the the cuneiform was their main one though but like you take an ancient civilization and they were far be it the most advanced civilization of their time frame of any time frame if we're going off of where they were at their time and what they were doing. And then randomly, not randomly, but, you know, just as quick as it came up, it left just as fast. Gone. Boom. Well, supposedly there was some sort of massive decline in the Babylonians destroyed Sumeria. Which is Oh, that's supposedly. That's what happened. But there's no explanation for why. I'll tell you why. My no theory. explanation. Is uh, the true Anunnaki packed up and left because their planet was heading back out to the farthest reaches of the solar system? Yeah. They want to know fun fact? Fun fact. Science knows. You can go and look it up. They know that there's a massive object out there. They can't find it yet. But that it's tugging. It's got such a gravitational pull that it's tugging all, all the planets to make their... Instead of a like a circular, all the planets in our solar solar system have an elliptical, slightly elliptical um, uh, spin around the sun, 
And that's because there's a massive object out there with so much fucking gravity that it's yank, it's pulling on them, causing this. And the and um, the Sumerians in their texts and um, their tablets, they show when they depict the uh, the Nibiru, they show it as uh, it's bigger than every all, all the other five planets in their drawings or their their stone tablets, and it has a big elliptical circle on uh, connected to it. Hmm, that's crazy. I mean, like the gas giants and stuff like that. Those planets are huge, but those are all gas. Yeah, there's. So imagine something that fucking big, but solid. <laughs> that big and that and uh, and solid would have a, a. Well, obviously, it would have a. If it, if it got closer to the sun, it would heat up, right? So it would develop. Um, you would be able to have like liquid water and all that kind of stuff on it. And as it got away from the sun, the surface would cool, of course. But if it's that fucking big, the core of the planet is probably big and hot as fuck, which could possibly keep the planet warm enough to sustain life. Well, yeah, because without our sun, we can't sustain life. So, And we have a hot core. We do. Liquid magma. Supposedly. Supposedly. I mean, nobody's yes. ever fucking seen it, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, well, would you consider when a, a volcano explodes that that's coming from the center of the Earth? No. Or a deep part of the Earth? Just below the, the tectonic plates. Mm, yeah, that's a good thing. And that's based off high school science class, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... I kind of, I kind of addict the idea of these uh, Sumerians and their gods. Yes, um, and I like that you said their gods because I know that a lot of times when people say the word Anunnaki, it's either one or two things. You're talking about the Sumerian gods or aliens, which they could no. be the same thing too. Yeah, I'm honest to God, anything for the superior. Um, to uh, to mankind would be considered an alien. I mean, if I saw an angel today, that's technically an alien. The only difference is I have multiple words to describe it at this point in human history. I mean, what I mean, what do you think? Uh, didn't the Native Americans like fucking bow down to white man when they came across the sea and their massive ships and their fucking shiny ass armor and fucking steel swords and whatnot? Yeah, until they shot a few of them and said oh they bleed just like we do right but what i'm saying is when when uh these uh fucking uh white people showed up over here white people whatever europeans showed up in america i'm pretty sure they're native americans like oh my god fucking god is here well you're right there are gods look at the care the craft they're in they've never seen nothing that big or seen metal at the time, because at the time they were still, uh, uh, like you know, I, I don't want to say primitive, but they were still natural, living in uh, harmony with the planet. That's a that's a good word. I like they use natural. So I mean, if um if some alien comes flying down here, uh, in a, an anti-matter spaceship, well, we know that's a fucking alien, but you take away that knowledge, and that's a, that's a goddamn god or whatever. To me, God and alien are one and the same. Mm, That's to you. I'm glad you said that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Because, I mean, at the time period, do we really, like, they wouldn't have known any different. So to call them gods, it makes sense. I mean, they're, they're, they're using their technology, pulling off what I would have seen as a fucking miracle. Yeah, and there's a lot of um, other people that are mentioned in in Sumerian texts and stuff like that that uh, that had a power and a rise and, and stuff like that. That uh, just a few names, Gilgamesh. That's one. Oh yeah, but Gilgamesh is a Babylonian, right? Yeah, but and here's the thing. Oh, what I think happened is that a lot of people after the fall of Sumeria turned into Babylon. Right. And I think Babylon and Sumeria are one and the same. It's just like uh, Babylon is Sumeria after the progression, I guess. After right. the gods have left, they became, they made, they got swallowed up by Babylon. Right. Because the Sumerian civilization collapsed in 1750 BC. Um, and then it, from invaders and everything else. And so the culture um, actually had a shift or well, ever since the Amorites had gained power in Babylon, a shift in culture influence was clearly evident and it came to the rise of Babylon during the reign of uh, the king at the time. His name was, give me a second. Uh, Hammurambi. Hammurambi. That's his name. That was the king during when Babylon took over Sumerian culture. So, and he's a pretty famous king because he had a very expansive takeover, I guess is one thing you could so, call it. While you were talking, I kind of had a theory pop into my head. Okay. Remember on previous episodes when we had talked about what if, well, Earth was like a, a prison planet? Yeah. So that actually makes sense to me at this moment. Okay. The, the Anunnaki had, we had talked about them crushing another civilization and bringing the remnants of those people here, which was us, to be slaves to mine the planet. Okay. And then their planet left, right? They, they had packed up and left with their planet, right? Right. We can't leave this planet, can we? Not all of us. In general. Can we go to Mars right now and like set up shop? No. Can we go to the moon and set up shop? They said we did. Yeah, they said we did, but we don't know if we can actually do it. We don't and, know only, we and only three of us at a time. Right. So if we can't leave and we're not from this planet... What does that sound like to you? Sounds like a prison to me. Yes. So if the Anunnaki are out there and all these other aliens are out there, what if they're like they, they, the reptilians work under the Anunnaki and they're kind of like the prison guards? So do you think that the Anunnaki are still around? Mm, now that... I'm not sure, because considering the, the the Sumerian stories of what the state of their planet, I say if they are, their planet might be dead by now, and they are um, kind of lost their power. So the or, Anunnaki, 
or they're conserving their power, fixing their planet, and they're basically going to show back up when their planet comes back around. Which I actually had to look up. Um, it's actually every 3,600 years, that's their elliptical orbit. So what so, would have been the last time they were around then? Uh, so according to my research, they're supposed to come back in 2029. So they're gotten pretty close to showing back up. We got about eight years left. <laughs> so let's count back 3,000 years. What time period would that have been? Oh, 3,000 years. Subtract 2021. Do it. You want me to do it? You're the Asian one. That's not mean I'm good at math. It's in your blood. That we're portraying. We're getting. Uh, we're getting racist. We I know. <laughs> or we're talking 979. Um, the, the year, it would be AD. Yes. So. We would have to look into what was going on in the world at around that time. I already am. Yes. Historical events in 979 AD. There we go. Uh, let's see. King Athelred II of England had his throne challenged. And somebody else was crowned Prince of France. Not much, actually. And no. Well, it wouldn't have had to have been that year. We could have gone anywhere from 970 to uh, 1080. Good, yeah. It was just a... <laughs> I, honestly, in my research, when I pulled it up, it says the year 979 was just another common year. <laughs> <laughs> when was the Black Plague? Uh, the Black Plague wasn't that long ago, dude. Um, at, like... Oh God, the Black Plague was in the the 1300s, 1400s. Hmm. Wasn't there another plague before then? There's been a shitload of plague, dude. We're talking about like the Great Plague of London, the Great Famine, the the Plague of Justinians. There's been a lot of plagues for these plagues. These are all early. These are all more closer to us, though. Um. Like you're talking about, like the Black Death and the bubonic plague, those are all like the 1300s. These aren't to go that far back, it's hard because we're talking about medieval times and um, dark ages, right? Uh, or is yeah. that before dark ages? It It's still considered the dark ages, I guess, but think in your mindset of. Ragnar and Vikings going over to England that time frame. It's still dark, yeah, but it's not like like they started inventing crossbows. They have castles still, yes. But, you know, it's ah, it's not ancient ancient times. But it is still medieval times. So, so yeah. During uh, Sumerians, that was the Bronze Age, right? Sumerians would have been bronze, yes. So what happened after the Bronze Age? Oh, God. You want me to really go into my, my history thing? 
Um, after the Bronze Age, you're talking about um, oh god, like Charlotte. So, what if I told you the Dark Ages began around 450 AD and continued till uh, 1080? Yeah. Does that sound fair? Yeah. And during that time period, we had, I guess, the, what would have been Dark Ages. A lot of references to dragons and giants and monsters. Yes. All those stories of King Arthur and fighting all the dragons and everything like that. Yeah, that would have been around so that time. King Arthur could have been a Nephilim. Could have been. Uh, what's his name? Charlemagne. Emperor Charlemagne was said to have been eight feet tall, dude. And Morgana? The sorceress? Yeah, I mean, I get they're all fantasy, but they could have been Nephilim. And maybe they weren't like fucking sorcerers and sorceresses. They were Nephilim or they were fucking um, uh, having help from the Anunnaki because they would have been around around that time period. Mm, yes. That would have been explaining um, what if the dragons were actually uh, like flying through the sky? We would have seen, They would have seen it as a dragon flying through the sky. But what if it was Anunnaki spaceships? Instead of a dragon? Right. Yeah. Breathing fire. That could have been the fucking engines of a spaceship. Or fucking weaponry. Or the fact that it's falling, it's coming through the atmosphere on fire. Yeah. That's a... Not a far-fetched one. I mean, I've also heard that uh, whenever in the Bible they saw a burning bush or something like that, that it was... Uh, fire from a ship or something so, like that. Isn't part of the reason why the dark it's called the dark ages is because we don't have recorded history during that time period, really. Um, like there isn't a lot. Yeah. And we were warring a lot. Well, we were. There, there was a lot of wars. Um, and not that I'm trying to throw any shade onto anything, but a lot of those wars were because of the Holy Roman Empire and the Catholic Church. Just who, saying. Who had who was what? What do you mean who was what? Like what what were they like what were they after most of the time? So it depends on what kind of battle you're talking about. Gold, you asshole! They wanted all the fucking gold. Gold crosses. They wanted tributes and fucking money. They wanted the everything gold. That's one aspect of it. Right. And what do the Anunnaki want from the planet Earth? Gold. So you set up a time period where you keep the history recordings down low to kind of cover your tracks. You keep the and then you set up your, your fucking Nephilim or um, your royal bloodlines. And he staged these wars and he put the church in place in order to have a, a reason why for people to amass this goal. That's one aspect of it. And now all of a sudden, you're fucking gather up all this gold, you're planted, you're planted in town, you fucking pack it all up and you leave. Deuces. The whole fucking uh, Holy Grail was a big old fucking... Oh, no. The Ten Commandments. Remember? Like, when you look at... Uh, what was that movie? Um, 
Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm on a fucking roll right now. Uh, the uh, Indiana Jones. Remember the movie? They opened the box with the commandments in, and all the fucking people died. Uh, yeah. Remember when they were carrying it? Was it the commandments or was it the Holy Grail? Well, the commandments. Are, Come on, uh, we, we, I think it was. Was it the Holy Grail? When uh, the Nazis they opened up the fucking box and it sucked. The uh, fucking spirits came out of there and sucked everyone's soul dry. You're talking about Pandora's box. No, dude, it was uh, it was fucking in one of the um, the goddamn uh, Indiana Jones movies. It wasn't the Grail because the Grail was a cup. Yeah. So I had to do with the Ten Commandments. Uh, you're talking about the Ark of the Covenant. Ark of the Covenant. What if yeah. the Ark was what? Like basically, the idea of the Ark was that fill up the fucking thing with gold, and it's booby trapped because they don't want no one to steal their shit. Mm, you're talking all the gold that they collected is only inside that little box or there's several arcs of the covenant and that was just one of them like they load them all up they sit they pack them all together uh they use the holy grail which wasn't actually a fucking cup but maybe some sort of device at the time period to say hey come pick it up and then god would descend Good job, my humble servants. Pack up their gold and take it home with them. Uh, this is under the assumption, though, that the Anunnaki only cared about the gold. Well, right. But <clears throat> the gold and like all these chalices and all of these um, uh, decorations that the church is covered in, even till this day, it's tons of it's a lot of gold, uh, of course, silver. And then there's jewels and rubies. These okay, so are all precious uh, metals and minerals from our planet that we mined up because we've been staged to want it. We, we've been set up to want it at this point because the church wants it. So are you then saying that the church would have been the advocates for the Anunnaki trying to get all the gold for them? I that's the thought line I have right now. Maybe. And the, and reason why, the reason why I say maybe is because if you think about it, and I'm going off on a different tangent here because yeah, my yeah, mind, yeah. My I'm, mind I'm went to. I'm having fun. So you were going off of purely the gold aspect of it, whereas I know from my own research and my own whatever else that the Holy Roman Empire and the church, especially Christianity, was number one out of any other religion out there. Of Their main thing was converting everybody on earth to their religion. And that they wanted people to give tithes and offerings and give them money and give them gold. So that does fall in line with what you're saying. If the church is working for the Anunnaki, then perhaps spreading out all this religion, getting as many people as possible to give, you know, this, to give tithes, give their offerings, whatever else that they're asking for them, possibly. That's one realm of possible. Now on the other side, on the devil's advocate side, yes. if, if the church was trying to do that, then why was the church behind taking out those pages of the Bibles that reference the Anunnaki and everything else? 
because uh, it's easier to keep everyone slaved under one God than it is about every uh, all the other. See, I don't think that's actually what happened. What I think happened was when or the gods, the dudes left, right? The gods had to leave when their planet was leaving, so the church got corrupt, and they're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" They don't know if their gods are coming back or not, so pull all that shit out, cover it up, and they get to stay in power. Well, the main person that Christianity can thank for it being one of the largest religions in the world is, is Charlemagne, who's said to have been a Nephilim because he was eight feet tall. Right. And he's the only one, or at least one of the only people, who has was very successful at combining the church and the state. And yeah, combining them gave uh, like a, a more power to the church. And it, that religion, it, it swayed over millions of people throughout the entire Middle Ages. It wasn't until the Protestant Reformation uh, that the, the power of the church was a complete totalitarian power. It, was, it never broke until the Protestant Refor Reformation, which was years later in England. And we're talking about Quakers and all that other stuff. So that religion was so strong during the feudal systems and serfdom in Europe. You're talking about the Crusades, all of that stuff, God being sovereign, everything else was from Charlemagne. And the reason why Charlemagne did that was because there was so much confusion and animosity in all of his kingdoms throughout his vast empire because he had, uh, uh, what are they called? Oh, God, what are they called? They would call people that didn't believe in God back then. Pagans. He had pagans, pagans. everywhere. Yeah, so he would have pagans, and then he would have these new religion, and they were going at it. So he said, all right, you know what? We're going to make Christianity the main one. He could have just as easily said pagan as the main one, but he. Well, picked... It wouldn't have worked that way because there's entirely too many pagan religions as it is. But the thing is, is that he deemed it law. Now, when I had gone back and forth and I was saying, oh, maybe the church did work for the Anunnaki and all this other stuff. Well, if Charlemagne, let's just say, was a Nephilim and right. he decided, hey, we're going to have the church. Uh, and this religion being the main thing. And we don't know. Maybe during that time, those books were still in the Bible. Maybe it wasn't until, I don't know, the Crusades or whatever else when the church went, hey, let's twist this for our own benefit. Because well, What if Charlemagne was the original Lucifer? Um... If he was a Nephilim, that would have made him a hybrid, which would have made him... Um, a son of Anunnaki of the Anunnaki, right? Which would have made him a, uh, no different than Lucifer than, that, than Lucifer would have been to God, and he took power for himself by twisting, like uh, changing the stories, taking out all the original stuff. Now, see, this is where we're getting a little bit clouded here because yeah, yeah, yeah. I just it just popped in my head. Yeah, I'm like, and I'm trying to go with it, and. But if we're going with Lucifer being that anti-God, you know, the, the, the bad to the good, then we would assume that God wasn't God. Well, he would have been the king. He would have been the king, and Lucifer would have had to have been something else. Lucifer was, would have had to have been... Somebody who wanted to be king, maybe? The brother? 
possibly an uncle. Cain and Abel? <laughs> you know, it could have been. Um, yeah, that's possible. Um, so but, either way, it definitely yeah. sounds like Charlemagne started all the, the mass spread into the religion. Uh, yes. Well, what if um, after the Anunnaki packed up and left, that was his task to unify everyone under one blanket religion because it's easier to control? Um, probably. I mean, this, the idea of an immortal soul and a god, then you can go to heaven. That sounds pretty enticing. Now, there's, there's, here's when something you add I'm... in the whole, you have to do right by God or you go to hell. That definitely sounds good ways of keeping people in line. Now, here's something I wanted to add to, to our little thing about the church possibly being Anunnaki uh, representatives, I guess is the right word for it. <laughs> um, when, you, when you see a depiction of an alien or, or one of those things, uh, wh- what do you mostly see by what they wear? Oh, who are you talking about? Like the Anunnaki and the stone tablets? Sure, we'll go with those guys. So when you see the pictures of the Anunnaki, they literally look like what I would expect uh, a Middle Eastern uh, man to look like or a Mesopotamian uh, Gilgamesh kind of thing to look like. Beards. Yeah, long beards, strong bodies, bigger than average, ass-kicking badasses is what they look like. And do they have headgear? Oh, yeah, helmets, wings, uh, what uh, crazy-looking armor. Big-ass helmets. Yeah, massive helmets. Even some of them wearing helmets to say, like, oh, uh, Hercules. He wore a fucking lion's head, didn't he? And they and they were, like, wearing what? Like, gold and white? Yeah, they're always depicted like royalty. Uh, what we would expect royalty to look like. What is so the royalty? What is the... Like in white, covered in fucking jewels and shit. That's what big the... Big-ass fucking hat. Exactly what the Pope looks like, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and who's the head of the church? The Pope. And he he walks around with this badass looking cane or staff. So, if they were the advocates for the Anunnaki's, they even dress like them. Yeah, because they still keep in tradition with the robes and everything else. See, and in many depictions of the Anunnaki, you can see strange, strange objects actually even being worn by them. One of the most interesting examples that I had seen was that some of these these pictures, they were wearing wristwatches. Yes, I've seen that too. That or carrying appears, with, like handbags. It appears in almost every single depiction of the Anunnaki, by the way. They're wearing a watch. So I, I never put that together. That's really good. Thank you. Thank you. I, 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 when I was watching it on Ancient Aliens, I was like, they're all wearing watches. And then that, <laughs> weird, that weird guy with the hair that's all frizzy or whatever. <laughs> he, he had mentioned it too, and I was all like, yeah, I noticed that. Um, now, since the time frame of the Sumerians and everything else, um, archaeologists have been able to uncover at least 22,000 clay tablets um, since then. You know what else they've also uncovered? Hmm. No, this is uh, uh, not even speculation. You can look it up. Old uh, newspaper clippings. Uh, the remains of giants, like the skeletons. 
but they get covered up fast. Supposedly they all get boxed up and shift out to the Smithsonian. <laughs> but there's plenty of like old school like newspaper like um you know when archaeology was like a big thing back in the day like uh um what do they call it uh I call it the Western Times I guess what what is it what's it? You know like when it was still the Wild West. Yeah. I they were yeah, they were unearthing uh, skeletons of uh, giants. And there was photographs of them taken back then and put in newspapers. And then the skeletons all disappeared. And even That's in the cool. Bible said that the Nephilim were still around after the Great Flood. Yeah, the Great Flood is mentioned in a lot of those. And there was, like, not that long ago, like, I don't know, like, when I say not that long ago, I mean in the last 10 years, maybe. There was um, a mention, um, there was a whole story about a squadron of troops. Well, not a squadron, but, like, a team, I guess, a unit. Mm -hmm. They had uh, found a cave, and um, when they tried to enter the cave, they were assaulted by a giant, supposedly. And they, they were using modern technology and modern weapons against the giant, and it had little to no effect on them. And the giant was slaughtering these guys. See, and when you talk about the flood and all that other stuff, um, in the Bible, there's a guy, we all know the story. Even if you don't believe it, you still know the story. Noah and the ark, right? We've talked right. about it. We've mentioned it. What if I were to tell you that um, there's another version of the great flood um and it's actually a sumerian don't, work don't stop there keep going it's it's the epic of gilgamesh and the book of genesis and it oh. relates to how the gods destroyed humanity through a flood except for one man and his name was zydesurdra i've completely ruined it and i'm not going to repeat it <laughs> but um this guy is saved uh, when one of the gods tells him, or the Anunnaki, tells him to build an ark and rescue two of every kind of animal. And afterwards, the gods relent and determine to control the human population um, because humans were overpopulating like we still are today. And, you know, pretty much... Limit, spreading like fucking ants. Yeah, and limit our annoying tendencies. And it was at that time after the flood that the Anunnaki introduce death and disease into the world thereby reestablishing order and setting a limit to human life and ambition i was about to mention that i was about <laughs> to be like so what is like so we go back we say the anunnaki brought humans here right right but as prisoners and slave labor right All right so we probably knew where we came from and what was up mm, yeah i, I can say uh, yeah so maybe that explains why the uh, first man back in the day, like like Noah and everyone before him, had such long lives. That would explain it. And then, like you just brought up now, the flood, and maybe the Anunnaki were like, all right, all right, let, let's wipe this slate clean and start a new experiment. They go back into the gene splice and they cut our lives a little short. They cut our lives short. Because not only are you cutting the lives short, um, what if it wasn't so much that they were, uh, they were like, uh, they were, we were spreading too much as it was, we were trying to fight back. So they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. We can't like take away all the memories. So what if we can, um, 
wipe the slate clean. We do a little gene splicing. We cut the life shorter because with the shorter lifespan, uh, it shortens the species memory because you can't spread the word anymore because you're dying down too quickly. Hundred years at best. Well, that I know a lot about the uh, the overpopulation and and limiting our time here on Earth. It 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 makes our priorities a little bit different. You know what I mean? Yeah, when you got a shorter life, the priorities change. Right. I mean, you and I are in our thirties, right? Don't My pri- me. <laughs> our priorities in our thirties is not the same priorities when we were a teenager. You know, and if we had forever to live or hundreds and hundreds of years to live, my priorities right now would not be the same as that they are. Oh, my priorities would be um, just living my life and not being worried. Exactly. We wouldn't worry. We wouldn't have to care about each day. You said that they shortened the human's lifespan and what else? Uh, Death and disease. Yeah, they introduced death and disease. Yeah, so that death and disease alone is enough to stress human a human out, um, in general, to the point where the um, we're no longer trying to prosper. We're now trying to just survive. Which actually might go along with the lines of the main reason why our current government won't give out the cures for many of these diseases and illnesses that we have today because they're not allowed to, because they don't want to, because it would go against what the Anunnaki or whoever the fuck wants because we cannot or are not allowed to live past a certain time. Well, that would also um, add to the fact that um, we as um, we keep if we live longer than we're supposed to without becoming decrepit, Oh, we have more time to expand our knowledge and think. And what if um, the whole point of like raising our vibrations and all that is um, gaining back? It's not so much getting smarter as it is, is remembering who we are. That we're not from Earth and we came from another planet and we're slaves. Well, there's even a limitation on our brain use. How much of our brain power we actually use. Maybe they limited that yo, on us too. Yo, are you in the restroom? No. Why did you start echoing? I moved. Where the fuck did you move to? I'm sitting closer to the wall. Oh. I was like, is this guy fucking pooping right now? <laughs> is it like echoey echoey? It's echoey like I thought you were in the restroom. No. But, I mean, this is the first alien species I can say ties a lot to real human origin. And it gives a lot of explanation of the Bible. Yeah. And, you know, I've never been one to discredit the Bible. I mean, <clears throat> I don't care whether it gets discredited or not, basically. Um, I've never been a big believer. But one thing I would love to see, honest, like on all honesty, the most honest thing I've probably said in the last 10 years of my life is I would love to see science meet the scripture of the Bible or any holy book, and they meet at a point where they prove each other right. Oh, good luck with that. 
Well, if the Anunnaki returned, that would be my point. That be yeah. the point for me. The Bible's been right this whole time, and um, aliens are real. Science is is real. Uh, all of it, everything is fucking real. I and guess we just have not the happy ending we wanted, but it's all real. <laughs> and the question is: Is do we want it to be real? Yeah, at that point, we probably don't. <laughs> Everything that we were told was oh, a lie. You ever heard of The Fourth Kind? It's a movie. Yeah. Did you watch it? Maybe a long time ago. So there's uh it has to do with alien abductions, I think, in Alaska. <clears throat> uh yes. And um they and the movies, the way it's shot, they have the actors, and there's a lot of real life footage of the people that were being abducted by the aliens. So there's a lot of scenes where um they, it's like the, the, the movie is like cut down the middle and on the left side you have the actors recreating the scene of like uh, when they try to do hypnosis and have this person go back to the abduction moment, right? And on the right hand they have the real footage and the real footage versus the uh, movie scene is fucking terrifying. Like this dude started levitating and screaming and hollering and talking about all kinds of crazy ass shit that was happening in the real footage and the cameras distort while this is going on. And then when they finally woke him up from it, the cameras went back to normal. Hmm. But the incredible part about this fucking uh, movie is um, the main chick that's supposed to be playing the uh, therapist, right? She has a moment where she's uh, recording, you know, doing the voice recording of her memos or whatever with a little tape recorder. Right. Well, she passes out and she gets abducted and the thing is recording the whole time. Just the voice or you can actually see no, stuff? It's just the voice. And um, supposedly it's the real it's the real life recording, not done for the movie. And you hear her fighting and screaming and uh, trying to defend herself, right? But you right. hear uh, a voice reply to her in a language that's not spoken, like not like not today anyway. And it has a, a voice range. Uh, the way the well, the it replies to her is supposedly non recreatable by a human voice, but supposedly like this is a movie. So based on a true story, take what you want, take it with a grain of salt. But they um. They actually found an expert to translate, and he was able to translate what the voice said. What did it say? There is no God. We are your gods. And something about uh, being on, um, not so much Anunnaki, but something else. I can't remember all of it. And the girl was like, how did you translate this? And it turns out the, the voice, the alien voice, was speaking in Sumerian. I'm going to have to rewatch that movie. What was it? What was it called? The fourth kind. The fourth kind. Well, there you guys have it. You have homework to do. Watch <clears throat> yeah, the man. These Sumerians are fucking amazing. You guys should uh, uh, definitely read up about them when you got some free time. And please, please, please. Uh, you don't even have to follow our fucking Facebook or anything. But if you can find our page, give us a, give us a fucking little something, something on there. We'd love to talk. Thumbs up, a like, a comment. Um, Actually, I'd like a comment. Man, comment would be nice. I don't even give a fuck about a thumbs up. Say something. Say, <laughs> tell me I'm full of shit or something. <laughs> yes, tell him that. <laughs> All right, Kenny, any last words? Uh, I don't know. You're a lot of fucking fun to talk about. And um, let's see if we can come up with something for next week. Yeah, we have no idea what we're going to talk about next week. But uh, from knowing the unknown guys, this episode 
lot of research that I would love to keep going into. And I would love for you guys to do it too. Look at the Bible. Look at ancient Sumerian stuff. Look at Charlemagne and the church. Um, just there's a lot. There's a uh, lot of connection. So and, um, if you got a, if you guys that have been listening to all 15, 20 of you, I think it's just 15, honestly. Um, if we've talked about anything you guys want to hear more about, uh, please uh, leave it, say something to us. Uh, there's a, a couple of ways to get a hold of us. You're listening to us on Anchor. Uh, go ahead and pull that up, uh, say something on there if you're listening to us on any of the others. Or like I said, the Facebook, say something. And we would definitely love to go back and dig deeper into a topic or a subject that you guys want to hear more about. Mm-hmm. We're on Spotify, Pandora, uh, iPhones, whatever the iTunes is. We're Google, on everything. Google Podcasts, whatever. We're on everything, guys. It's, if you're looking for us, you'll find us. Well, join us next week on Knowing the Unknown as we talk about some other shit. <laughs> we just got to figure out what. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Uh, thanks for joining us on another episode of Knowing the Unknown. I'm Kenny Soto. And I'm Andrew Baxter. Join us next week as we continue to dig deeper into the secrets of the world. <laughs>